Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on guys it's your boy anthony back with another edition of the fourth man thanks to everybody who's tuning in to today's episode and we got another good one for you we are just four days three days away from the time this episode drops from the start of the season and got a couple things to catch you up on want to lay my predictions out there to again hold myself accountable uh, as, I, as i'm always trying to do as well as have a, another dope interview with Another new player to the big three on the back end of this. So before we get into all that, want to make sure if you're you're not already following on our social medias at Fourth Man Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Trying to trying to get back involved in in the TikTok game. A little bit harder than I remember, but I'm realizing editing on TikTok is a nightmare. So gonna try to figure that one out. If you want to watch the show, more of a visual podcast viewer visual podcast viewer sure that makes sense youtube.com slash fourth man pod make sure you subscribe and link like the or hit the notification bell so that you have an update on when all the episodes come out from youtube standpoint and appreciate all our listeners on dash radio on the nothing but net channel whether you're listening on saturday or it's the start of your week on monday so maybe you're listening to this after the first week has already gone by let's get into it the first thing I want to bring up here is that the big three actually continues to add to their list of partners and recently just partnered with the zone. So they will have 50 plus, I want to say around 54 hours of viewing on the, on their different channels. So and just another way to be able to watch the big three this summer. Super excited about that. And I think, you know, I haven't done a ton of digging on this particular subject, but I think the big three is actually going to have some of their games played on their YouTube channel. So it'll be a little bit easier to access, a little bit easier to watch. I know in the past it's been a little bit tough when the games convert from CBS to CBS Sports because for whatever reason you can watch CBS, but if you don't have exclusive access to everything that CBS provides, then you don't have you can't watch anything on CBS Sports. So now you're having to, you know, refer to the different sharing sites or whatever or watch the highlights of the game. So I think they're giving accessibility or making accessibility a little bit easier so that more fans can consume this. Obviously, the biggest thing for them is that they want people to actually come to the games and enjoy those games. And hopefully, if you're owners, you'll have the ability to not only go to those games, but sit courtside. So that'd be really dope. But it's really good to see that the big three is partnering with yet another premier premier, premier brand out there, premier uh, name company uh, that's you know, excited about the league as well and, and willing to put their product on to their different channels to, for other people to be able to view and watch the games this summer. So excited about the, the zone partnership, just another way to be able to view the big three this summer and start viewing this Saturday. So three days away, we have games on Saturday and Sunday. There'll be six games. We're going to see a ton of great matchups, going to see a ton of guys making their debuts it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun really exciting and before we get into the interview today i feel like we wouldn't be a real podcast we wouldn't be covering the real 
the the real. We wouldn't be covering the league right if we weren't making predictions of the games. So let's get into the games on Saturday and Sunday, and then I'm going to try to break these down as best I can and give you my predictions on who is going to win these games. I feel like last year I posted a lot of these on social media, but at the end of the day, I think people just ultimately, I mean, people will definitely have, well, they'll be more fandom within the league. So I I can't say that people aren't going to just want to watch good games because people are definitely going to care about their team going to the championship this year. Hell, I might get a little bit more heat if I actually posted these on social media. Um, So instead, if I'm going to, if I'm going to catch that heat, I'm going to make sure people are listening or watching today's episode. Let's get into the Saturday games to start. We got Triplets Trilogy, Bivlac, Threes Company, and Three-Headed Monsters and Ghost Followers at 2.30 on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. The games are going to be in Chicago, and the first game is a banger. I mean, you got a battle of the past two championships, the 2019 champions and Triplets, and the 2021 champions and Trilogy, and both teams making subtle adjustments to their team to ultimately be able to get back to the playoffs and get back to the championship game. Remember, Triplets lost, kind of had a sour end to their season. They lost the first round of the playoffs against Three-Headed Monsters and didn't look very good in that game or the game prior in Week 8 when they actually lost the number one spot to Tri-State and actually another embarrassing loss. I think it all started with a tough loss against the Killer Threes, which ultimately gave them their first loss of the season, and everything just started trickling from there. So looking to make um, kind of redeem themselves. And then Trilogy, we know how their season ended. Ended with a championship. However, they got one and done from Jared Jack. James White finally promoted to captain and made some title adjustments as well. Triplets added Jeremy Pargo, Alonzo G, and Ryan Hollins to the squad, while Trilogy added Earl, Earl Clark and drafted David Hawkins to their team. And, I mean, this might be one of the best openers of – Big three history, to be honest. I mean, I know in the past we've had games where it's been like the the championship uh, rematch to start off season one. And, and, but I mean, I think this one takes the cake. I mean, I know we only had five seasons, but this, or this will be the fifth season, but this one definitely takes the cake. This is going to be an extremely good matchup. And Triplets has actually never lost to Trilogy since they've entered the league in 2019. I actually think that changes. I think Triplets is. I think there's going to be a few adjustments being made. Not saying that I said is not going to come in shape. He's a two-time Big Three MVP. I really like this trilogy squad. They added, they got a underrated nice piece in Earl Clark, and they snagged him with a co-captaincy spot. I think David Hawkins. I've talked about it a little bit, but I think he comes back a lot healthier, a lot more in shape. Bringing back Isaiah Briscoe. Uh, I think James White is motivated to try to get a third chip and probably do so as a captain. And we know Stack's always going to be competitive as well from a head coaching spot. I think Trilogy, I think it's their time is now. I mean, I think they're due to get a win over Triplets, and I think they get the win here. And I think they get the win 50 to 46 around there. It'll be close. Definitely come down to the wire. I can see Triplets actually leading at halftime, but I think Trilogy comes back and and wins this one. Uh, as long as they do what they can to be able to stop Joe Johnson, I don't think there's necessarily – I don't think the league has like found out how to guard him or has laid the blueprint down for Joe Johnson. I think he just needed a little bit more help offensively. Um, Offense definitely got a lot better adding Jeremy, Jeremy Pargo into the mix. I think Alonzo G was a nice add too as well to kind of find some other guys to create their own shots. I don't know if they had enough 
shot, shot making uh, ability on their team last year. But that being said, I really like the versatility and just kind of the core that Trilogy is not only bringing back, but is adding into that championship caliber team there. So I'm going to go with Trilogy over triplets, maybe a hot take to start off. Bivouac and Three's Company, this is a matchup of potentially not only two of the biggest names joining the league this year, but I think automatically they're thrown, at least from a preseason standpoint, thrown into the mix of big three MVPs. Gerald Green is a new captain for Bivouac. Three's Company has a new captain, Mario Chalmers, but maybe even more so uh, what people are going to be paying attention to is co-captain Michael Beasley, who seems like a long time overdue for him to join the big three at this point. Three's Company is loaded. I told you last week that they're my number one squad. Bivouac has a low-key nice team, though. Like, I think they did a good job like getting the pieces they needed in the draft and uh, obviously, I think Gerald's going to kill this league. Uh, Gerald Green's going to kill this league and, and be a really good player for him. I just really think that Three's Company, they not only added big three, big three experience, um, but they are loaded in the captaincy spot with Mario Chalmers, Michael Beasley, and Brandon Rush, who's been really good in this league, and they got him over from Aliens. Um, don't get me wrong. I think a lot of defensive prowess coming from the big black side, adding Corey Brewer. Ike Diogu is, a, you know, Nigerian basketball team captain. So a lot of experience coming into play. You're bringing back Will Bynum. But I think I, I like Three's Company in this game. And I think I actually wrote down a score prediction. Yeah, I actually got Three's Company winning over Bivouac 50 to 43. So I'm going to stick with that because that's what I said a couple of days ago. I'm not going to shy away from it. I think Three's Company is the number one team heading into the, the season. I think they get off to that one and no start here. I think Michael Beasley is going to kill it. It could come down to like the, the battle of Michael Beasley and Cheryl Green to ultimately decide this one. But I'm, I'm pretty stoked about this. This is my game of the week, even though Triplets and Trilogy will be a really good game. And then game three features the runner-ups from last year, Three-Headed Monsters and Ghost Ballers, who at one point was the number two team in the league. Uh, Mike Taylor was definitely an MVP candidate. He was putting up uh, just ridiculous stats, had a 20-point score. Um, I think he was tops in assists and blocks and steals as well and had a really good season, but ultimately had a season-ending injury and just everything kind of just went downhill from there, unfortunately. But the revamped Mike Taylor is back and healthy. They bring back Chris Johnson, who – for the second straight year, he's going to come over from New Zealand, and I guess a few days in between, he'll give himself. I don't know what that's going to do for the jet lag purposes. That would crush me, especially coming from New Zealand time zone back to the States. Maybe he's going to play in his first game. Um, he looked good last year, so uh, he'll, he'll be a definitely in game shape. And Ricky Davis is the captain for Ghost Ballers. Obviously, they added two big three bets as well. On the flip side, three or excuse me, three-headed monsters will be without Reggie Evans for the first time in three seasons. It's going to be kind of crazy not to see Reggie Evans playing in the league because he's been in the league since year one. He's one of the OGs, you know. Um, so devastating loss. I've talked about that enough. But, you know, they did add Jonathan Simmons as a co-captain. Got your co-rookie of the year coming back and Kevin Murphy. So I, that's a pretty dangerous tandem alongside Richard Lewis. Um, they did add a little bit of size with – Ab Indo, um, but you can't replace Reggie Evans. And ultimately, Ghost Ballers added a, another uh, sizable piece in Darnell Jackson with the top three pick. So the I'm, I'm picturing Darnell Jackson and Chris Johnson as a scary duo as well. 
especially maybe one of the better big main tandems in the league uh, heading into the season. And then you're adding Jermaine Taylor, who I think is going to be very motivated to come in and prove himself. I like ghost ballers in this game. I think three headed monsters will keep it close. So I actually have ghost ballers winning 50 to 44. I think they'll keep it close for the majority of the time, but I think we're going to quickly realize the importance of Reggie Evans. And we're going to see that from week one, just how much he's meant to this team. Obviously they're also bringing back my mood. I, I feel like it's, it would be beneath me to not to mention him. Um, even at 53 years old, wild that he's 53 and still playing professional basketball, still get buckets. But um, I think at times there's been a defensive liability, especially as he continues to get. He's a savvy defender at this point, right? Like he's not going to wow you with, I guess, athletic ability or, um, <laughs> you know, athletic athletic ability. He's definitely going to catch you with some some subtle moves to, you know, do his part on defense. But anyways, that's, that's not really the point of this. I think they're going to really miss the loss. Uh, or the presence of Reggie Evans and just what he's done. One of the best rebounders in the league, uh, one of the, become really one of the best scorers in the league because he's gotten so many offensive rebounds and putbacks over the, you know, especially last year we saw him really kill the glass and the second chance points were ridiculous from Reggie Evans. So I got ghost ballers winning this one. I think they, they're healthy. They're healthy. I think they can definitely make it to the playoffs. Like we saw, what kind of fight this team has. We saw, we see how hungry this team is. It's just a matter of staying healthy. Mike Taylor is obviously an important piece of that. But I think we see more from, uh, you know, more from Chris Johnson this year too. Not saying that he didn't give a lot last year, but I think um, in order for this team to be successful and really be able to carry them all the way, injuries are not going to need strong seasons for both of them. Okay, let's get into the Sunday games. These are games I haven't really dissected too much yet but also really good ones aliens enemies killer threes ball hogs and power in tri-state we saw two close games in aliens enemies and powers in tri-state aliens won on a four-point shot on a late night game i think it was during the week like a thursday and then power and tri-state came down to the wire as well with i i always forget who wins this one because i feel like tri-state was in so many close games Power was too, but I try to say Power did win 50 to 47. I think this is one of Dusan Bullet's first couple of games. Put up 27 in this one. Coutinho had 14. Um, Jay Rich had 18 for Tri-State. But let's start with the top with Aliens and Enemies. Aliens obviously looking a lot different this season. Um, they have revamped their roster completely, going with uh, Dusan Bullet as captain. He added couple guys from the three on three or from the three V three realm and the FIBA teams and Thomas Ibosev and Carlos Basmanis, and then got Deshaun Stevens with the number two pick and also nabbed the commissioner's son, Adam Drexler on the flip side for enemies revamped a little bit. You know, they promoted Isaiah Austin to co-captain and then got sec Henry who can continue to hear a lot of good things about. So maybe if you're not familiar with Sec Henry, you should get familiar, definitely, because I think he's going to make some noise this year. And then Keith Benson, who is supposed to be a defensive prowess, but adding another big to the equation as well. This is a tough one for me. Very tough, because I do think it took uh, Dusan. I'm not saying he didn't perform well in his first game, but I do think it took him a minute to kind of get adjusted. Uh, at least it took him a game. And wondering if that's going to be the same for Las Manas and Evo Seb. Now, Evo Seb is a pretty 
hard-nosed, greedy player already. And these three guys like live for this shit, right? They they know exactly how to approach this, and different angles to take, um, different cuts to make. Um, they're just like you know, they'll they'll be they'll be cheeky with it. They'll be savvy with what they're what they're trying to do. And then I think Deshaun Stevens or someone like him is going to really bring that physicality. And I think I'm only reason I'm not going to go with enemies day one is because they just burn me so much. Like Elijah Stewart is coming off an MVP season and overseas. He, they have Isaiah Austin who had a really good debut season after being the number one pick last year. Like I really like their draft picks. I think Nick Young comes back a lot more in shape and ready to go uh, looking to prove something, but they have just burned me so many times that I'm over it. So I'm going to go with aliens. <laughs> I'm going to say though, it's like 50 to, I'm going to say it's 50 to 48 aliens. I think it'll be pretty close. Um, but I could also see myself kind of being burned on that one too, whether it's enemies winning or aliens winning by a lot more than that. So I'm still going to stick with what I said, aliens 50 enemies 48. And we're going to move on to the next game. And we're going to like it. Uh, and the next game is killer three, and ball hogs and two teams that didn't play each other last year and two things two teams with i think a lot to prove right killer threes felt like they should have played three-headed monsters last year for a right to get into the playoffs and didn't get that chance so i think they're coming back hungrier than ever they just added two picks in the draft they added kj mcdaniels in the second round and then dominique johnson in the first round who Dante Green said on our live stream that he's going to be the rookie of the year. So I'm expecting big things from Dominique Johnson day one. And then Boggs, who has consistently gotten better weekend, or I'm sorry, year in and year out. And they went and promoted two guys from their team to co-captains and Jody Meeks and Will McDonald. And then they went and got uh, Stacey Davis, their big guard, and Karan Iverson, their they're big to play opposite of Will McDonald. You know, he's a little bit younger, bouncier, going to get more of that defensive presence where I think Will is going to be more of an offensive offensive guy there. Uh, really tough. Really tough. Killer Threes was really hot at the end of last year. And a part of me really wants to go with ball hogs just because <laughs> I really want to see an improved season from them, but I'm going to – take my bias out of it. I'm going to be really objective here. I think Killer Threes gets it done. Dante Green is definitely not only coming for a championship, but I think he's a guy who we have to throw into the MVP power ranking. Like if I'm going to make my four MVP, my, I guess my four guys in the running from a preseason standpoint, preseason standpoint, MVP wise, it's going to be Joe, Michael Beasley, Gerald Green, and Dante Green. Uh, I, I really think Dante Green had a chance to win it last year. He was, dominant last year he was very close to breaking the record I think he had 33 against Bivouac and then Joe at 34 against uh power in week two and he almost caught it if he would have just hit like a three or was able to take the last shot of that game so I think Dante Green's very scary and I think Killer Threes gets it done I still think Boggs puts up uh, a good fight so I'm going to say it's going to be Killer Threes 50 Ball hogs 45. Uh, apologize to all the guys from the Kraus House and the Pig Pen and Jerry's Digest. I, I I mean no ill will. I really am just trying to be objective as possible. I think Killer Threes is a really good team. And I think potentially, like if Ball Hogs, you know, 
does improve, does make the playoffs. Like I think it could be two teams that play each other down the stretch. I really do. Um, so I'm excited to see how that game pans out. And then the last game we're going to talk about here is Power and Tri-State. And this one I'm pretty interested to see because Power looks different. Tri-State looks Tri-State looks a little different. But Power, like, you know, they had the number one pig. They got Glenn Rice Jr. They brought back Catino and Royce White. They added uh, Nicholas Kitschafili. I hope I'm saying that somewhat remotely right. It's like my fifth or sixth time saying it at this point. Um, as a co-captain as well, who looked really good in the combine, by the way. I think that's a big reason they promoted him. But then they got Glenn Rice Jr. with the number one pick. And they added Nancy's son, TJ Klein, to the mix. So it's hard to ever doubt power. You know, they won a championship in 2018. The culture and the, you know, the presence of power is felt every single year. And I don't know if that will ever go away as long as Katino's at captain. As long as Patino and Nancy are in play, or even one or the others, you know, um, heading this team in some in some way, um, I really think they set the the standards high. The bar is high when you're playing power, and I think they always have a lot to prove. They always come in very prepared and ready, and they're always a team that you can't count out. And that being said, <laughs> that being said, Tri-State looks really good. I, I really like the makeup of this team. A lot of length, versatility. The, they, they've added with the additions of Dewan Summers and Garland Green in the first and second rounds of the draft. And then adding in JD as a co-captain, making Jay Race the captain, like scary team. Like this was the number one seeded team last year, uh, came on strong at the end of the year. They ran into a buzzsaw and trilogy who had, you know, they, they took off in the playoffs and looked really good. You weren't going to stop Jared Jeff from getting that championship. Uh, and you weren't going to stop Steven Jackson from getting his first big three championship and, you know, adding to his his hardware. So it was tough. But Tri-State was we're still a really good team. Now you got more of Justin Dimon this year. Dewan Summers and Garland Green, I think, can give you a little bit on both sides of the ball. I really do, along with a little bit of size and be able to, to make this team scary when it comes to, you know, defen defensively what they can do. They can, they can switch off. Uh, multiple different players. You can go really big with this team. Even but even if you go really small with this team, this team is still pretty big. So I'm I'm really excited about what Tri-State has to offer. I'm really excited to see Glenn Rice Jr. Um, you know, if you aren't if you aren't aware, I, I there's a new one-on-one -on -one league out there that Tracy McGrady started called the OBL League. And Glenn Rice Jr. was actually so I guess like every guy who wins at every like regional stop or like every city they go to gets a chance to go to Vegas to compete for 250 K. And the first place they went was Atlanta. And Glenn Rice Jr. was actually there and won the first ever regional there. So, you know, we know what kind of game he has from a one-on-one -on -one isolation standpoint. But I'm excited to see him in this league. Like, I think he could be a sneaky pick to, to make some noise as well. Like, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, like, team-wise, there's definitely some certain teams that I'm just keeping my eye on. But the two players that I'm looking out for and excited to watch, Glenn Rice Jr. and secondary. Those are the two guys I'm going to watch. So, all of that being said, time for me to make a prediction. Uh, as much as I want to say Tri-State, because I think I think they're going to be a really good team. So hard for me to count out power. This one I am so on the fence about. I mean, these are, gosh, and then I'm going to go against Dr. J, the swaggiest 
coach in the league? Like, how am I going to, how am I going to decide between those two? Really tough for me. I got to make a decision though. I think I'm going to say power. I'm going to make this as close as possible. I'm going to say this is the only game that goes into extra points, which at the big three, you have to win by two. I'm going to say this game, I'm going to say this game is like 49, 48, and then power has some kind of three. I'm going to say it's Catino. So I'm going to say power 51 and tri-state 49. That'll be my only game over 50, which is really hard to predict, but uh, we're going to, we're going to attempt to make it happen. So uh, that being said, that is pretty much the bulk of what I wanted to say. I'm really excited for everyone who hasn't got to see or follow along with the big three while the season's going on to be able to tune in. And whether you're someone who's been a part of the big three or watched the big three uh, for a long time or been a part of the community for a long time, or you're someone that's new to the league, didn't know anything about it, and now is really invested in it for a variety of different reasons, I'm really excited for what's to come in season five. And because I'm so excited, we had to bring on another player who's also excited and making their big three debut this weekend. That's Garland Green, who was drafted with the was the second round pick of Tri-State, the brother of Gerald Green, who is with Bitwac, where, you know, maybe I'm foreshadowing a little bit, but was supposed to be a part of that team. So we got the opportunity to speak with Garland Green and, and really excited about that and just kind of what his expectation were, expectations were, you know, what draft night was like for him, uh, all those different things. So again, thank you to everyone who tuned into this half of the episode and let's get to our interview with Garland Green. All right, cool. Today we're welcoming on one of the newest editions of Tri-State. He was taken with the 16th overall pick in the 2022 Big Three Draft, Garland Green. Appreciate you taking the time again, as always, and uh, welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So get to make your Big Three debut this season, but I want to start with kind of where you're leaving off in terms of your overseas career. You know, you've, you've played overseas for a long time. You have a lot of experience as a pro basketball player, but was kind of going through your resume. And most recently, it seems like you've been able to find a home at Aradia. Uh, typically, it seems like it's kind of hard to find find that home consistently playing overseas. You're kind of bouncing between uh, different countries and different teams. But what is it about Aradia that uh, has made you want to re-sign there for, I think this is your third year playing with them? Uh, definitely the, the people in the organization. Uh, they made me feel a lot like a lot like home. And uh, for me, it was just easy for me to, uh, and it, for me, it's all about my family. So uh, I travel everywhere with my family with me and uh, they did a really good job of making me and my family feel uh, like at home. So uh, that was just a big thing for me. And just the people, the people there are great. Um, I built strong lifelong relationships with these guys there and uh, and uh, they wanted to win too, you know, they, they really, uh, we did some special things in the in the FIBA tournament, the FIBA Euro Cup tournament, uh, the last two years in a row. So uh, they have you know international expectations, and uh, that's what made me want to go there, just to kind of compete on an international level in Europe, and uh, and and the people, the people are just great. The coach, the coach was amazing. Coach Akeem was great. Uh, to Siobhan, the the president was amazing, and uh, and everyone, everyone that. Mario's the trainer. Everybody was great. So. Man, that's amazing. And one thing you mentioned in there, which is typically why a lot of people play in the big three, is that they get to play in front of their friends and their family and be at home. But it sounds like you're getting to travel with your family, which is really cool. Um, 
So you'll have not only the opportunity to now be at home, but also your family will get to be at home as well. And uh, yeah. as cool as it is to travel, you know, uh, I'm sure they're happy to be like settled and everything back at home this summer. Man, exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, being home is, there's nothing like home, mm -hmm. real, real home. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, had a great time in Aradia. Happy to be back home and it's great. And playing in front of the people that you know back home in the big three, it's just, it's, it's really cool. So I'm excited for the opportunity for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I want to talk about it a little bit. So first off, I didn't tell you this up front, but congrats on being drafted. I know that you were drafted in the second round. 16th pick, but I don't think a lot of people put this in perspective. So I'm really trying to reiterate that you were the 16th pick, but I want to, I'm trying to put it in perspective, especially with a lot of guys that have come on recently that were recently drafted. Like you were the 16th pick of 22, 22 draft picks overall, right? Like there's 150 plus people and only 22 people are being drafted. So regardless if you're 22, you're 16, you're number one, it's a huge feat, huge accomplishment. So I, I wanted to say congrats, but Thank then you. also, also like ask, you know, how did you learn about the big three? How did the opportunity come about? And is it is something that you've kept up with or kind of, you know, you're playing catch up a little bit here? Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely kept up with the big three. I like basketball. I'm into all types of basketball, cool. whether it's three on three, five on five, or, you know, outside in the park when I drive by. Like I, I'm just a fan of basketball. I've always been. And uh, so when I seen the big three on TV, you know, I'll watch it. But really how I honestly got started uh, this year was uh, my brother was interested in it and uh, he told me he was going to do it and he was trying to get me on his team. And um, he told me to enter, enter myself in the draft. So I entered enter myself in the draft and uh, we were supposed to be on the same team. You know? <laughs> um, I ended up getting picked before he got a chance to. Um, well, he picked someone else first and then uh, he was going to pick me second and uh, before, you know, had a, he had a chance to pick me, someone else did. So, Yeah, it's it's a really interesting conversation because there's a lot of guys, right, who are kind of auditioning themselves in the combine. But then there's also a ton of other people that are, are really good, really talented that are in the draft pool, but they just don't have the opportunity to participate mm -hmm. in the combine. So now it's like trying to figure out how to solidify yourself. Again, a lot of the things in the big three is like connections, right? So like your brother, for instance, Cube, I know, really wanted your brother to join, and then he was trying to get you on his team. But yeah. um, it was very intriguing on draft night because I actually, you know, we do a little bit of mock draft. One of the hardest things in the big three is to mock where people are going to go. But I was like, he's got to pick his brother, right? Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. Like, Nancy's going to pick her son, TJ. Gerald's mm -hmm. going to pick his brother, brother Garland. Like, it only makes sense. And then Tri-State picks you, two picks before. Talk to me a little bit about, like, draft night, like, what do you know about a lot of the guys on Tri-State? And what was your like, what was your reaction when you're like, oh, I'm not going to be playing with with my brother? I, I laughed because <laughs> uh, I just laughed. I was like, oh, man, you know, but you know, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm excited to play in it regardless if I'm mm -hmm. on his team or not. Um, and it will be kind of fun to play against him. We, we sure. played with each other when we were kids, you know, but uh, at the end of the day, it's just basketball. It's just a game, you know, and um but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was cool. It was, it was pretty interesting. You know, I laughed. I called him immediately. I was like, man, look at you. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> I should, you should have booked me first. But well, he, I was gonna uh, ask, why didn't he go with you first there? Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think, uh, I, th I actually like his pick. I think his team is actually gonna be a pretty good team for the Big Three. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I'm so high on Gerald. Gerald is. He's such a good player for this. He's really freaking go crazy. 
But um, I think he was looking for, you know, he wanted to pick me, but I think he was looking for more of a big for his first mm-hmm. pick. I think they I think they wanted to to go with some size. And then they were looking to kind of get me in the second round. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, we sure. like that in the second round. They couldn't get me, so they got Corey Brewer, which is, I mean, it's Corey Brewer. So for sure. Thanks <laughs> speaks for itself. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're, they're, it's it's all good. At the end of the day, you know, my brother is the reason why I got this opportunity. So, you know, I'm thankful for it. And, um, you know, I'm just excited. I mean, it's pretty cool that someone else, you know, picked me. And I'm excited to help that team as well, you know, so. Yeah, 100 percent. And I, I guess, you know, your brother, Gerald, probably was doing his homework historically in the big three bigs are usually taken pretty early on, especially in the first round. And then mm-hmm. you go for versatility, you go for link, uh, wings and length and stuff like that. But yeah, that, that's tough. And Bidwack had a tough draw because like, you know, in the big three draft, they do lotteries for each each draft. So to get like the middle pick of each round is is also a tough draw. Yeah, yeah. but. But uh, okay, so now you're on Tri-State. You the team looks a little bit different. Obviously, they're bringing in you, and they're also bringing in Dewan. But uh, a little bit different last year. They had Nate Robinson as the captain. Now you got Jay Rich as the captain there, and then yeah. Earl Clark, who was their number two pick last year, ends up going and getting promoted to being a co-captain at Trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. So now Justin Dittman, JD, co-captain. Larry Sanders returns as co-captain. What are your thoughts on your team? Do you know any of these guys? Uh, you know, pretty yeah. well, or, you know, what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, I, I, I pretty much know of all of, all the guys. Yeah. Nice. Um, man, we got a good team. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Got, I think we got a good team and I'm excited to play with these guys. I pretty much know these guys. I've seen them play. Um, I don't know if they know me, but I, I've seen them play. I've seen them play a lot of years, especially Justin Dittman overseas and stuff like that. And, you know, I know he played in the league too, but uh, obviously, Jay Rich, you know, Jay Rich. Sure. Uh, I'm a, honestly a, a big fan of his when I was a kid, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we got a tough team. I think we got a tough yeah. team all the way through, you know, so it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I think your team isn't being talked about enough here early on. I mean, I think you got to really. Larry Sanders, let's not talk about Larry Sanders. I mean, he's he should be in the league right now. So Facts, facts. Uh, yeah. Offensive player of the year last year, you know, just – adding to his, you know, his accolades and uh, his different hardware and stuff. So, yeah, I think you got a really solid team. I think length goes a long way, but then you got to, you know, obviously JD's a really solid guard. He came in late in the season and was a runner-up for fourth man of the year within like five games. So, like, you got a really nice squad. Uh, You know, Gerald should be scared (laughs) of the team. Um, You know, there's potentially the chance. So, are you familiar with the, the bring the fire rule? That's the one-on-one, huh? Yep. So you can dispute uh, a challenge or a yeah. foul call. Yeah. Um, so there's potentially a chance, like, obviously, you'll have potentially multiple chances to be in the bring the fire rule. But even your you play your brother's team in week eight, um, potentially a chance that you maybe go one-on-one if there's a, a dispute between a challenge. But just bringing that up, do you have any, you know, I know you talked earlier, you played one-on-one with him before or played against him before. Do you have any memorable moments uh, playing him, like, in your earlier days, just one-on-one? or anything like uh, that? The, no, I mean, man, I have so many moments with Gerald. You know, when we were kids, we were playing, you know, he'll, like, teach me, like, he's – when we were when we got older, he would teach me, like, little things, like how to shoot. Mm-hmm. He's my brother. He's my older brother. Like, you know, he – that's what he's been all my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, now he's still, you know, uh, we're both grown men in our 30s, and he's still, mm-hmm. like, 
giving me advice as an older brother, you know, at times, like, you know, but uh, yeah, no, just all the memories of us playing together, playing around the world, playing horse, playing all kinds of stuff, you know? Yes. Uh, those are just memories. Nice. Yeah. Around the world. That's one I haven't heard in a while. Um, yeah. Around the world. My dad used to, my dad used to have me and my brother doing it outside. We had a goal, right? It's right in the coat. We live in the cul-de-sac. So we had a goal. Okay. In the and my dad would have us shooting around the world, you know, just yeah. going back and forth, back and forth. So, yes. It used to be so fun, but we used to play on those kind of like those janky yeah. goals or like the goals that get torn up really easily. So like they have is a little one bit like of a like dip in the rim and stuff and you kind of know yeah, how to hit it to roll it in. Yeah, this is one just like that. Just oh, like perfect. the goal. <laughs> I, I used to always remember playing one of, uh, one of my uh, like good friend's house and like always felt like he had home court advantage. He just knew how the, the ball would drop in. So that's really funny. Um, yeah. One thing I didn't ask about your team in Tri-State, like, Got a really solid coaching staff. Obviously, uh, Dr. Che is your coach, but then his assistant coach, Steve Mix, is, you know, I think, I don't know if a lot of teams have like a, a true assistant coach like Dr. J does, but, mm-hmm. you know, what are your thoughts on Julius Irving being your head coach? And have you had a chance to like get on any calls with him or the rest of the team? Uh, we, we haven't spoke, uh, too much yet, but, okay. um, I mean, I'm just excited to be, be with the team, obviously be under Dr. J, learn some things through, uh, through the coaching staff and, uh, no, it'll just be fun. You know, obviously, you know, he's a legend. So who, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun thing. Man, he's got a lot of swag too. Like he, he pulls up and he's dressed really nicely. So, uh, right. luck, compete with that. Like, you know, just coming in and just like best dress, everything like that. Um, yeah. so I've seen a, a few of your highlights, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and lie to you and say that, like, I was really familiar with your game. I've definitely watched a lot of highlights as you got drafted or as your name was entered into the draft pool. Um, something I, I, I was trying to keep up with and, uh, Obviously, uh, don't take this in the wrong way, but I feel like you and Gerald have very similar games. I mean, I think you, you, you said he taught you a lot, so that could be as expected. But I also made the hot take that might be a better dunker than, than Gerald. Uh, do you think you might be a, a better dunker or maybe an in-game dunker? Okay. <laughs> nah, see, I ain't even finna do all that because okay. that, 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 that man is a freak. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, nah, Gerald is... Joe's one of the best dunkers in the NBA ever. Yeah, 100 percent Yeah, like that alley-oop dunk that he did against the Rockets when he was with the new New Jersey Nets might yeah. be one of the best in-game dunks of all time. You mean the one where he like caught it, like reversed, windmilled it? No, yeah, well, he caught it and windmilled it and his yeah, head yeah. He was here and his head was like up here. That's one of the best dunks ever Insane. in any game. Yeah. Recorded on film. <laughs> For sure, yeah. it's gonna be top five. Name me four more better dunks. No, nah, no, nah. I don't I can think name I can. Vince Carter dunking over the seven footer in the Olympics. Yeah, Gerald's dunk. Give me one more. Maybe, <laughs> maybe some type of LeBron dunk over. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple with LeBron where it's like been off the Blake, backboard. Maybe yeah, a couple of Blake dunks dunking on Kendrick Perkins or somebody like that. Uh, or uh, who was always like the recipient of one of his dunks. Pau Gasol, I felt like, was always one of the recipients yeah. of his dunks. But I'm still taking Gerald's dunk over that because of the weight. Bro, no one – people are people get dunked on all the time, but no one's yeah. putting their head over – his chin, not his head, his chin was over the rim. That's sick. 
Yeah, and that's like pre-social media. So the fact that like yeah. it's being pulled from the archives and like being yeah. posted like probably daily on accounts yeah. is, is nuts. You know what's crazy? I always say this. Gerald and uh, Vince Carter are two, in my opinion, of my favorite dunkers of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got the same birthday. <laughs> no way. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they got the same birthday. I guess it's a, a birthday thing. Just yeah. Well, I know that because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. So for sure. So, yeah. You know, what's crazy. We have a I should I say we as in like I'm a part of the big three. The big three has a lot of slam dunk champions. If you think about it, that's true. They got Jay Rich, um, you know, Nate Robinson when he was in the league. So yeah. obviously one of the few times um, yeah. I'm missing somebody, somebody I'm missing. It'll come back to me at some point, but it's like three or four. Like yeah. guys who have won slam dunk championships. You won a slam dunk competition overseas. Yeah, yeah I've won so, two. Yeah. I've won one in Germany and one in uh, Romania. Yeah. We need uh we need some more in-game dunks. I don't think we get enough of those <laughs> in the big three. Obviously the, the league's getting a little bit younger, so hopefully that helps. But I think it's also too the the style of play, like three on three basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of dunks are in fast break in mm-hmm. normal games. And obviously on three on three, there's not too many you know, get on a break dunks, you know? For sure. We see a lot of like, you know, oops from like two man game, you know, just. Yeah. Or like inbounding. We've seen a couple like that, but. Or like a quick steal. And then you, you know, somehow the guy loses the ball on, on a funny play. I've seen yeah. That. We have so seen I'm, that. A lot of the big three games. I mean, I, I was a fan before I even decided to do it. Mm-hmm. I was watching it. It was cool. It's a, it's a really, it's a really fun league. Very innovative league. There's a lot of different rules within it. Bring the fire was one. Four point shot is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bunch of different like different aspects. And now they're adding like kind of like ownerships and you know, trying to yeah. get into like the NFT space. It's pretty, it's pretty insane like how much the league has evolved, especially like like not just like in-game or like, you know, just as a league in general, on court, on the court, off the court. It's it's grown so much. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um so for some of the listeners, you know, we've gained some new listeners because of the new ownerships. Obviously, there's a lot of communities that have been formed here. And so, um, you know, for some of the listeners or even maybe older listeners that have, have tuned in before that might not be familiar with your game, how would you, you know, describe your play um, to some people that are excited to watch you this season? Uh, I think I am a um, kind of like an all-around guy, like, I'm I'm gonna shoot the three. I'm gonna get to the basket. I'm a you know I'm gonna make plays. If I people commit on me, I'm kicking it out, and I'm definitely playing defense. So I'm kind of like you know your utility knife. It kind of just does everything. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's just whatever the team needs. You know, I'm a basketball player at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And uh, that being said, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of fun and the three on three, you know, competition and, and this season will be, you know, it'll, it'll be competitive. It'll be, it'll be fun in that regard too. But like, there's a lot of I feel like joy off the court as well. Like you get to like hang out with the guys. Like, it's not like it's only two teams. It's like every team is like getting with each other, um, yeah. you know, over the weekend. What are you most excited about the, you know, the league in general, just like it could be on the court, it could be off the court. What are you most excited about? Yeah, I'm just mostly excited just, you know, about just meeting people, meeting new people, man. I'm, I, you know, it's, it's really nice, you know, 
seeing and just connecting with everybody that's just really in our, I don't know what you call our profession or our industry industry mm-hmm. uh, with different players and different coaches. So I'm just interested in, uh, and excited about that off the court stuff, you know, as well. But, uh, you know, and, and obviously just playing three on three basketball, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to just, you know, just be a part of the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, excited to meet like a uh, cube and, some of those other guys, have you? I don't yeah. know if you met them before, but yeah, no, most definitely, most definitely. I mean, he's put together Ice Cube's really put together something that I think is really going to just keep taking off. Man, this thing can really grow to be something super, super special. I mean, it already is special, but something mm-hmm. you know even bigger than what we're seeing today. Yeah, so no, no, I agree. I think it's kind of insane to think about a uh, new professionally being formed. Like mm-hmm. we've seen some spring football ones try, but. Like all the the four major sports, like you never really got to see them like from the beginning and then take off or just kind of in the moment celebrating the historical players and the anniversaries of them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, I think there's a lot of success this league could have. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it'll be sustainable, be around for a long time. Um, one thing that uh, I, I saw an interview quote today from your brother, your brother recently said that uh, he's looking for looking to show that he's still an NBA player. Do you come in with like a similar mindset or is it more so, you know, what is the ultimate goal when playing in the big three, if, if there is one? Uh, you know, I'm a, I, at the end of the day for me, I'm just, I just want to go out there and just help my team do what I got, do what I do as a player. And uh, if people are seeing that, then that's, that's gravy. But if they're not, I'm going to just keep doing what I've been doing all these years, you know, so. Yeah, hundred percent. It would be cool. It would be cool though to to get yeah. more recognition for sure. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I'll have too much more for you. I did notice that uh, you've been going live on Twitch, playing a little two K. Yeah. Uh, Check me two- out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a big uh, big two K player? You've been in the the franchise for a long time. I've been I've been playing for some years. I've been playing for some years, but I just decided recently to get a little Twitch, so get it going. Okay. Check me out, man. Come check me out. Come check. Yes, sir. I, I just uh, a G I, flight six fifty. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely will check you out. I checked out one earlier today because I was. I'm just getting. I get back to two K as well a little bit. You play? Uh, play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I play a little my career here and there. I thought you were in the park. I've been playing a lot of rec, but uh, rec's been oh, a little no, dead I, lately. I'm playing the rec. I'm playing the rec. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll have to, to link up. That'd be that'd be cool. But um, notice that you're, you know, you're not only a content creator for Twitch, but uh, it looks like you started a podcast. So I just want to kind of like open the floor to you to give you an opportunity to plug anything that you're working on or that, you know, any kind of foundation you might be a part of or anything going on like that. Where can people find you and uh, your social media and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you can just uh, check me out on my Instagram at uh, green underscore 44. And uh, basically, uh, yeah, I wrote a book, Crossing Borders, just talking about, you know, just the overseas journey that I've had and uh, just trying to give guys tips of different things like contracts, agents, you know, different markets and overseas to kind of understand like where you're going and is it fit for you and where you are and what stage of your career. It's just kind of like an advice book, just like a mentoring thing, because I'm just trying to give guys a... um, Something that I didn't have. Now I did have it. And that's just crazy because I had my brother. I had my brother to kind of give me game. He actually played overseas in Russia and in China and had his experiences. But again, I'm just putting out a book to give my experiences to help the next person. You know, because 
you know, we, I didn't necessarily have it, but that doesn't mean I can't help someone else have it. And that's just kind of like my mindset. I just want to help somebody. I ain't really trying to, you know, do nothing, you know, super extravagant, but what my extravagant is, if this, someone can pick up this book and see, oh yeah, okay, this market, this market, that market, and then get the conversation going, talking about different things, like maybe a peers union overseas, that's kind of like my mission right now. So uh, it's it's a tall task. Um, right now, I have a crossing borders podcast. We're talking about different topics overseas, different contracts, different things, different advice, tax issues, and stuff like that in my podcast. So definitely check that out. Everything is in my link tree and my bio on my Instagram at g.green underscore 44. So just go check that out. But um, yeah, just, you know, me and a team of people, we're just you know, slowly getting something together and uh, doing the podcast. And uh, eventually we're going to probably have the podcast and the Twitch kind of mix in a, mm-hmm. in a funky way. But uh, yeah, we're just, honestly, the mission is just to help people who are coming overseas, trying to navigate them to make the best decision for themselves. So, Man, that'd be dope. So you're thinking like talking about it through Twitch or like while you're playing, just talking about those experiences, sure. answering questions, things like that? For sure. Because there's, there's a lot of guys in the industry who are gamers there's a lot of athletes that are gamers a lot of people that can give uh so much game and give so much uh um advice to younger guys or even guys who are in the middle of their careers trying to figure out should i go here or should i go there because you know i've even been that to that point you know so Mm -hmm. this is just something that'll give people that opportunity so just you feel like a lot of people uh maybe that don't necessarily get to bring their family over they spend a lot of time like gaming like within their apartments and stuff and things for like sure that. okay sure and i even know players who got family so i'm one of them that game <laughs> you know and yeah not, uh, not trying to exclude you or anything just wondering yeah. <laughs> no no i'm just with you have different players with because we have a we have a different lifestyle so mm-hmm. you know, have players that do different things not all players are are um gaming or whatnot but you know, but the players that I do know, I know they have really beautiful experiences and uh, I want them to give them an opportunity on the podcast to come and share that, like what I've done with my book. So the mm-hmm. podcast is for players and the Twitch will be for when I get people together to talk about their experiences and give them an opportunity to uh, help someone else too. So that's kind of like my mission, just to help help people out, man. Because I think as a as a whole, we all will do together, do better if we kind of connect together and talk about different topics and different issues and creating unions and stuff like that, that we don't have overseas. Yeah. In the NBA, they got a players union. In EuroLeague, the highest level in the NBA, they have a they have a players union there too, but that's it. There's so many other levels overseas and so many other markets overseas that are good markets that don't even have a players union. So mm. I would hope to be a part of and start, um, I am creating something to help with that, but uh, you know, step by step. So. Yeah, no, no doubt. Dope. Any way I can uh, help pass the, the the information along for sure. That sounds really cool, and I'm excited to see you know what pans out from that. Last thing I want to ask: What number do you plan on wearing this year? Uh, I hope 22. Uh, okay. One of my favorite numbers. This is my dad's number, and uh, I was a big fan of his when he played baseball. So nice. Uh, I always, my dad played for a long time. Like you know, even. You know, going to his like rec leagues, he would play. I'd go out there and watch him. But he was number 22, so that's my number I stick with as best I can. Okay, okay. I like it. All right, Garland. Well, I really appreciate the time today. Best of luck this summer with Tri-State. 
and uh, excited to, you know, link up with you at the end of the season, see how the season win and, uh, you know, get a review of your first season in the league. Man, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank yes, you sir. for having me. All right. That was our interview with Garland Green. Garland, just want to say a big thank you to you. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation on on camera, on record, but also off the record, just speaking to you before and after. Uh, gave a lot of really good advice, and you have an amazing path that you're trying to do. If, if you don't know Garland Green, uh, he was talking about it at the end of the interview, but really just trying to create and help a lot of people, create a path and help a lot of people that are planning to play overseas and what they need to know and educate them on that and trying to create players leagues and, and different areas and, and different leagues across the world. So, um, you know, if you want to support that mission, obviously you can follow him. He's doing a lot of good things and providing a lot of great resources, but I just want to say, appreciate your time and best of luck. I think it Tri-State's going to be a really good team. And it pained me to have to say that you guys are going to lose this weekend. So maybe more, not that these guys really need fuel, especially not for me, you know, like I'm going to really like fuel them up or fire them up, but you know, maybe it's just a little bit more fuel to the fire to anybody who might be down in this team, but sneaky team. I'm telling you, like, I, I think I ranked them right outside my top four. I really think this could be a top four team. And I think this team, if this tells you anything, they were the number one seed last year. This team I think is better than last year's team. Hot take, take for what it's worth. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in. Again, if you're not already, please follow on social, our social media pages at 4th Man Pod. That's 4th Man Pod. You can follow or watch the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash 4th Man Pod. Make sure you're subscribing and hitting that notification bell for all the episodes. Um, you know, when they're live and released, you'll, you'll have the notification sent to your device. And then for everyone who tunes in, on the Nothing But Net channel, we just want to say thank you and thank you to Dash Radio for providing us with another platform to talk about the big three and get this information out to all those who fans out there. So thanks, everybody, and we'll see you guys next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.